0: Welcome to Healthy Living in a Toxic World, a show that will empower you to live a healthier and more energetic life. Each week, we're going to explore a different topic and offer you some tips that will boost your emotional, physical, or mental wellness. I'm your host, Asosa Adosamuan, also known as Raw Girl. And today, we're going to continue our series on longevity, or you could call it the art of living long. To kick today's show off, I'm going to give you guys a few simple tips that can make for a longer, healthier life. And later, we'll be talking to our longevity expert for today, Annette Larkins, who has also been called the ageless woman at 70 years of age. Annette eats a diet that consists of raw foods and authored a two-part booklet series called Journey to Health. You don't want to miss this interview, so be sure to stay tuned and get some longevity tips from a living example. Nowadays, it's all about you only live once. We are constantly bombarded with messages that tell us to live for the moment and leave caution to the wind. We all have to die anyway, right? True. But don't you want a life that is disease and pain-free so that you can enjoy your later moments? Longevity is about living the best quality life while we have it. In our last show, we went over some additional tips to help you add quality years to your lifespan. And today, believe it or not, I'm adding on more to that list. Here's a few more ideas on how to stay youthful and add more quality years to your life. Don't take your work home. Yep, according to research from John Hopkins University, stressed people are 20 times more likely to develop heart disease. Surprise, surprise. Prolonged tension also depletes the immune system and robs the body of an antioxidant store, which helps to slow your aging process. Reducing stress with meditation, exercise, and other relaxation techniques can make your real age 17 years younger eat less red meat. If we follow the lead of our past three guests who are experiencing youthfulness and vitality in their 70s all the way to their hundreds, it's obvious that there is some power to taking on a plant-based diet. If you can't go all the way veg, then cut down your meat consumption. Focusing on eating more vegetables and whole grains can significantly improve overall health and well-being, and a well-balanced vegetarian diet cuts risk for obesity, coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and certain types of cancer. Beyond that, if you have to eat meat, make sure that you're eating the highest quality meat that you can find. We also talked about positive attitude in our first longevity episode and how much it can make a difference in a long, healthy life. So, look on the bright side. Researchers at the Mayo Clinic found that optimistic people live 12 years longer than pessimists. Hmm, (laughs) I wonder if that's because they're hoping and assuming they're gonna live longer. Pessimists are also prone to viral illnesses such as colds and flu. They are also less likely to take precautionary self-examinations. Positive thinkers are more likely to take and implement the health advice provided to them by their doctor. Consume antioxidant-rich foods. Antioxidants slow your aging process. They fight free radicals, and they decrease chances of contracting cancer. Make sure to include berries of all kinds, beans, nuts, seeds, and whole grains in your diet to get the antioxidants your body needs. Another thing you can do, not related to diet, is to write a gratitude list. Every day, try to focus on what you have now and how it's enriching your life. Counting your blessings will attract more good things into your life, and you'll live longer and happier because of it. Find your purpose. Our last guest, Mimi Kirk, spoke very eloquently to this point. A lot of people who have lived over 100 years of age have said that there is a reason behind their life and suggest that their purpose helped them to stay alive to such ages. Whether it's providing inspiration, groundbreaking ideas, sharing your talent, or solving a problem that will better the lives of many, embrace your purpose. Find a reason to get up every morning and be excited to live. It can be simple or slightly complicated, but live it to the fullest and you'll last longer to see it through. We are going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to speak to Annette Larkins, the ageless woman. Stay tuned to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. Getting ready now to speak to our longevity expert for today, Annette Larkins. Annette, who has been called the ageless woman, grew up in Miami and at 16 she married her high school sweetheart, Amos, to whom she's been wedded for 54 years. She gave birth to both her boys before she was 19 and became a lounge singer in Miami Beach in her late 20s. Not one to be tied down to a single calling. Larkins later worked in commercial food production, education, the airline industry, insurance sales, and writing. She has penned two booklets aimed at making her way of life accessible to others. She speaks three languages, has a library of over 5,000 books, and among her favorite hobbies is building personal computers. Larkins decided to go vegetarian in 1963 during a time when her husband owned and operated a butcher shop. She has been raw vegan for over 20 years.
1: Wow, what a bio. Hi, Annette. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: It's an absolute pleasure.
0: How long exactly has it been now that you've been on a raw diet and is it completely raw or are you still eating sort of a vegan diet mixed with raw?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I've been a vegetarian for uh, 50 years. It will be 50 years very, very soon. Okay. And um, then later it became raw because there was a progression, you see. Mm -hmm. And uh, the raw has been now for almost 30 years. It's going on 30 years for that. Wow. But... when you ask the question, am I completely raw? You know, it's kind of hard to say completely raw, but um, I'm as, about as raw as raw can get. Uh, now, <laughs> I do have some things like uh, the wild rice. I will indul- I will eat some of that at, at occasionally. And that has not, you know, it's been, um, it's not, first of all, wild rice is not um, a grain. It's
0: right.
1: It's a grass. Okay. And that has been, a, the raw, I will soak that for uh, two days, probably, changing the water, you know, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, and sometimes I'll have bulgur that I have not prepared myself. Most of the time I do my own bulgur where I will um, spout the the wheat berries and uh, then, you know, kind of um, not crush them, but, you know, uh, for the food processor, break them up, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's my wheat. But uh, for the most part, uh, yeah, uh, I'm raw. I don't I don't cook anything myself, you know. Right, right. What kinds of supplements do you use? Well, I'm not into supplements per se. Okay. Um, I do wheatgrass, uh, okay. but I grow my own wheatgrass and I'll do the wheatgrass juice. You know, on occasions. I don't do that all the time. Uh, that's another thing people want to know. Well, what do you eat? You know, what's your daily? I eat what I choose to eat and it's different at different times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a regimented person in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. that uh, I, I, don't, I generally don't eat breakfast until, you know, breakfast is breaking the fast. And I don't do that until uh, about 12 o'clock as a rule. But I don't tell people. That's what you have to do. I've evolved into this. I'm not hungry prior to then. Right. And so even though people say breakfast is good for you, when is breakfast? Breakfast is breaking your fast. Even if I ate at five o'clock in the afternoon, that would be my breakfast. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, but as far yeah. as uh, time wise, I don't eat by the clock. Right. So you know, like uh, early in the morning is not for me. I'm not hungry. I feel like I need to do something to earn my breakfast.
0: Do you stop eating at a certain point, too, like past a certain
1: time, you won't eat anything? Most of the time, I've tried to adhere to that, and I believe in it uh, truly, but I don't always follow that. Right. If I happen to eat and it's dark, then okay, so I did that today. i don't beat myself up about it and uh usually i'm so active anyway you know and i think that's one of the problems or one of the reasons why people want to follow that not after dark uh because people have settled down and they're not moving their body parts and Mm -hmm. you know uh that could cause a problem but for me i don't See it as a problem. Is exercise a big thing for you? Do you have a certain regimen that you follow? It is indeed a big thing for me. I walk, uh, I get in the activity. I, I really, I had told some, another interviewer about uh, 15,000 uh, steps a day, but actually I found that it's more than that. It's more like sixteen or 17,000 steps a day. Wow. Uh, I do 100 floors a day. I, I wow. uh, Go back and forth on my spiral staircase. Uh, deliberately until I have accumulated and I may be all at once in the morning or mm-hmm. it may be throughout the day but I try to get in 100 floors when I go down my spiral staircase and go up again that can, that is, is one floor Wow so I do this enough times so I have now that those 16 or 17,000 steps that I've included they're included in those uh, you know the floors are included in that so mm-hmm. And then what I do is on my treadmill in my gym. I have a downstairs gym in my home. Mm-hmm. And what I do there, probably about five miles. And the up. So then going up and down that spiral staircase and the other activity that I assume throughout the day, that all will, is accumulatively, you know, uh, my. 16 17,000 uh, steps a day
0: Wow, that's great do you feel like any spiritual practices have played a role in keeping you youthful and living and living as long as you have
1: well um, I uh, certainly when you when we talk about spiritual um, I include a, a positive attitude into my spirituality yes uh, and so that most definitely plays a big part I'm not religious in the sense that I belong to an organized religion. Right. But spiritually, you know, I always tell people, because when they say to me, oh, you're going to live to be 100 and whatever, whatever," I'm saying, that'll be fine if I'm psychologically, physiologically, and spiritually sound. Right. And spirituality plays a big role in my life, you know, because, I mean, I include all of that spiritual uh ness with uh i equate it with being positive having a positive attitude uh trying to treat others as you would love to be treated uh i want to be like uh tolerant and all of these things play a part to me Spir- i think that's all a part of spiritualness you know i don't know what anybody else's definition of it is uh right. but, uh my own personal definition so that all of those things I try to do, you know, include in my uh, everyday living. And so that's my spirituality.
0: Wow, yeah, that's great. Um, do you think that you, I'm sure a lot of people have thought that you have had plastic surgery. You look Amazing. <laughs> um, really amazing. And I saw you, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to be like this woman when I grow up. Well, um,
1: uh, you know what I say about that? The, the, uh, the plastic surgery situation. I was on the doctor's show, and the doctor there indicated. Uh, I don't think they aired that part of it, but the guy before did say that I had not had any Botox or anything. So right. I guess that took care of it because the, the doctor, uh, who is a plastic surgeon, uh, announced To the audience, which he did not show that, but he says, I can tell you she's had no plastic surgery. Right. And my answer to that is not yet. I'm not against plastic surgery if it makes a person happy. Right. And, you know, it does something to uplift them because I think that's what it's about. You know, we are here to be the best we can be, feel as good as we can. Or as well as we can, and uh, I'm not against it, but I'm afraid of the knife <laughs> yeah i I would be afraid of it too i so, I, I, would so I, I hope that I would <laughs> never have that in my head to do but uh, but never say never, but right. I can tell you that thus thus far it has not occurred as far as like genetics, do you feel like your genes have played a role? Well, I'm not gonna take anything away from genetics, okay Genes are important, I think, but I don't think they're they're all. That we have to be concerned about, mm-hmm. uh, because if it ha- if it had anything to do with my genes, I wouldn't be having this conversation with the Sosa, because I would be genetically dead. Right. Let me tell you,
2: wow.
1: uh, My mother died at 47 of breast cancer. Wow. Her mother died at 36 of breast cancer. My grandmother's wow. sisters died early on of breast cancer. Wow. I have reached 70 years. And thus far, we don't know positively, because I have heard it said that we all live with cancer, you understand. Mm -hmm. But um, thus far, it has not um, reared its ugly head uh, yet to do me any damage that, you know, be detrimental to me that I can be aware of, because I'm jumping out of bed every morning, 530 in the morning, ready to go have more energy than i need if we could bottle it and sell it we could have millionaires all around you know those pyramid <laughs> things that they we could have some of that going you know what I'm saying? i want, so some. I have more I want than to buy I need. some <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, i'm feeling great i'm very active and you know i i don't know anything that uh, that i'm incapable of doing that i choose to do so all is well right now and so like i said you know i heard something said that genetics sort of loads the gun, it's up to the individual whether the trigger is pulled or not. So I can't go along with that.
0: That's profound. That's profound. Mm -hmm. Can you leave us with a couple of your top, what are your
1: top tips for living long and staying youthful? Well, I would say that diet, exercise, and and when I say exercise, Mm -hmm. I mean exercising the body and the mind. If you don't use it, you lose it.
0: So mm-hmm. diet,
1: exercise, and having a positive attitude. I'm going to give you some more. Okay. Uh, sunshine, yes. uh, getting enough rest. Yes. And those types of things I think are uh, pertinent. I think that they are uh, factors that deal with uh, having a good, positive life
0: awesome. Thank you so much, Annette. You gave us so many nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate your time. You are very welcome. It has been my uh, pleasure indeed. You can learn more about Annette and also check out her book and DVD, Journey to Health and Annette's Raw Kitchen by visiting her website, www.annettelarkins.com. We are going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to take some email questions. So stay tuned to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. I want to tell you about a new organization doing incredible work called A Well-Fed World. Founded in 2009 and based in Washington, D.C., A Well-Fed World is an action-led advocacy organization working to alleviate hunger and protect animals in the U.S. and internationally. They have a unique approach that is positive and practical. They find groups and individuals doing innovative and highly effective projects, but have limited access to funding. They partner with these groups to raise funds and awareness on their behalf. For the upcoming holiday season, I highly recommend their Plants for Hunger gift-giving program. Instead of donating to multi-million dollar organizations that send live animals to be used as food, you can support their specially selected on-the-ground hunger relief programs where your contribution will have a strong and direct impact. Their Plants for Hunger campaign sends 100% of all donations to be shared between a weekly homeless feeding program in Ethiopia, a soy protein school lunch program in Belize, a set of self-supporting food and water projects in India, Kenya, and Brazil, and a community gardening school providing fresh food and soup kitchen in Michigan. Please find out more about a well-fed world, and their Plans for Hunger gift-giving program online at www.awfw.org. Hi, I'm comedian Carol Liefer. Animal experiments are no joke. Thank goodness scientists are finding better, more humane ways
2: to develop treatments for cancer and other killer diseases. I hope you'll learn more about the Humane Charity Seal of Approval, It helps donors find charities that provide vital care and advance research without using animals. For information on how you can give and let live, go to HumaneSeal.org. That's HumaneSeal.org. Millions of people all over the world go hungry while we waste our land and water resources. Did you know that raising animals for human consumption uses eight times as much water as growing fruits, vegetables, and grains? And that the same amount of land can produce 17 times more soybean protein than meat protein? If you care about animals, good health, and the earth, please consider becoming a vegetarian. The lives you save may include your own. For free, tasty vegetarian recipes and a DVD, call PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals at one eight 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 veg food that's 1-888-V-E-G-F-O-O-D. Visit online at goveg.com, that's goveg.com. This message has been sponsored by PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Thank you.
0: This is Healthy Living in a Toxic World, the show that empowers you to live a stronger, more energetic life through the foods you eat, the way you think, and how you live. Welcome back to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. We've been talking about longevity. Before we get to the rest of the show, here's a health fact you might not know. Did you know that women who exercise during their pregnancy can prevent weight gain in their infants? Yep. According to a study published in Obstetrics and Gynecology, Norwegian researchers reveal that exercise during pregnancy prevents weight gain in newborn infants. The study found that if women stayed active during pregnancy, their chances of delivering a big baby dropped by 28%. Another small study by researchers at the University of Auckland in New Zealand also reported that a mother's regular aerobic exercise may be good for a growing fetus's health, and may even help a baby get a healthier start in life. Researchers asked some women to exercise on a stationary bicycle for at least 40 minutes per session, up to five times a week, starting in the 20th week of pregnancy. The other women were not specifically asked to exercise. When the two groups and their babies were compared, the team found that the women who bicycled regularly gave birth to babies who were, on average, 150 grams, about five ounces lighter, than those born to the non-exercising mothers. Generally speaking, babies on the lower end of the normal weight range are considered healthier and less prone to developing diabetes and obesity than heavier ones, so this was an encouraging result. So as long as pregnant women exercise and stay active according to the guidelines set by their gynecologist, they will be setting their child up for optimal health. Okay, it's time for our email question. Dear Raw Girl, Thanks for the informative article and blog. I'm a new reader, but I have already learned a lot about eating more wholesome and healthy foods. I was just wondering about the best order for getting rid of acne. I've been reading about juice fasting, drinking Rejuvelac, colon cleanses, drinking apple cider vinegar, eating raw foods, but I'm confused about the order they should be performed in. And one final question, what is the frequency you would recommend... For the points above, I mentioned A to E. I'm looking forward to your more in-depth article and appreciate your help. Sincerely, Brian. Hi, Brian. Thank you for your question. First off, if you have not purchased my ebook, it's called The Acne-Free Diet. I really recommend that you get it because it goes way more in-depth on how to fight acne, how to treat acne, and that is available on the blog, rawgirltoxicworld.com. Really, your first goal when you're dealing with your acne is to start playing the inside-out game instead of playing the outside-in game. So it's not about what you're putting on your face, what chemicals you're using, what washes you're using. It's about what is going on inside of me that is causing this acne. And one of the first places you want to deal with is your colon. And the reason why people mention juice fasting and I've mentioned colon cleansing and things like that is because these things help to start eliminating the waste from your colon. Now, if you were to start with a juice fast, for instance, I would highly recommend that you colon cleanse at the same time, because what you want to do is facilitate the waste moving out of your body as easy as possible, and you also don't want the toxins that are going to be loosened up by your juice fasting to just kind of sit there, because then you're going to start feeling really lethargic, you might get sick, etc. So you want to help flush that out, and colonics help, enemas help, colon cleanses help with that point. And then you just really want to start increasing after you juice fast and you probably will start to see results if you start juice fasting and colon cleansing then you really want to start increasing the amounts of fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet and cut out all processed foods and i mean all if you really want to see progress and um, the apple cider vinegar you mentioned and you mentioned rejuvalac rejuvalac is just um, great for building up good bacteria in your gut and you can get that from also kombucha and things like that so those are great things to just incorporate in your new diet. And then also apple cider vinegar is, is great to have if you are fighting parasites. And also, um, it just it helps the body digest food better. Um, it's great for your skin as well. And you can dilute it in water and drink it throughout the day if you are on a parasite cleanse. So that's all I have to say about that. I definitely recommend that you pick up my book, The Acne-Free Diet. It'll give you a lot more information. And that's on the blog. Hope this helps. All right, folks. I really hope you are now inspired to make it your mission to live a long and healthy life for as long as you are alive. Pay attention to the little things and the bad habits that in the future could cause you long-term issues. Now is always the time. Taking care of yourself and ensuring that you can enjoy the wisdom in your later years may mean that you make some sacrifices and lifestyle changes, now, but in the end, your determination will pay off because you'll be healthy enough to experience a great quality of life. Remember, it's not just about your diet, although we have seen that it makes a huge difference. It's also about enjoying the time you have, relishing in the good that is present for you here and now, and loving yourself and and your family enough to say, I want to be the best me. Jim Ron once said, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Well, that's all for today, folks. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, visit my health blog, Raw Girl in a Toxic World. That's www.rawgirltoxicworld.com. You can also find Raw Girl in the Toxic World on Facebook at www.facebook.com/therawgirl and follow us on Twitter at therawgirl. This is a Sousa one also known as Raw Girls, signing off. Until next time, here's to your help. This show is copyrighted by Radio Companion LLC. To order a copy of today's show, call 703-279. 1010